podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Hello. And welcome to the People to episode 420. 420. Light them up. Bastards. Yes, 420. Light them up. Yes. We, 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 we should have just done loads of dope themed fucking movies. But we're crap a planet. Uh, I, I, I believe, actually, as well, it is, our, it is very close to our ninth anniversary. And, uh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that might be this week it might be next week uh, I'll have a look and we might celebrate it next week by cake. watching the movie I, uh, I mean I'm not against it <laughs> no actually Wait, which one are you talking about the one Rob the Marshall one people or the, the Rob Marshall one I don't know what that is the, I don't think I've seen that you have seen it have I yeah I'll google it we might watch nine next week <laughs> But what have we watched this week? What are we reviewing this week? <laughs> um, we are reviewing Last Night in Soho and the latest Paranormal Activity movie, Paranormal Activity, Next of Kim. Yes. Uh, they've, they've done another one. Not told anyone about it. They just released it. Yeah, no no one knows about it. I, like, I'm not entirely sure we actually watched it, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's this year's New Mutants. If a, if a paranormal activity falls down in the woods but no one is there to hear, does it really exist? Does it make a sound? Yeah. Well, no. We'll, we'll tell you later on. Uh, and then if you if it is real, you can judge whether or not you want to watch it or not. Um, we've also got what we've been watching um, and uh, other bits we'll have throughout the show uh, and bits like that. We are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Uh, the Pod Syndicate podcast include the Rewatch Project, Chinchero versus Punter, Entertainment Landfill, his film, her movie, and all sorts <laughs> of bits. Uh, and yes, patrons, um, for just two dollars a month, uh, you can you can listen to um, as chat Hellraiser movies, What's that or idea? Twilight movies, or. Random other fucking movies that we that we watch, um, and other bits and stuff like that, uh, and contribute to you know just the running of the show. And we appreciate all of our patrons. And if you want to, to join in, we'll appreciate you more than just being a general listener because we also appreciate you listeners because we're just we're appreciative. 
which would appreciate guys. I will suck your dicks. I'm just going to run and see what Isabel's doing because there was a big bada boom from upstairs. Was there? there right, was. You've got to have a look at that I while I ask Ian the important question. Ian, what's been the news this week? Um, well, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the big bada boom was upstairs, but um, we'll, we'll find Ian, out. But Isabel closed the door. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. Um, bum, 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 bum. Do, do, do. Huh. Well, this is interesting. Eternals won't be playing Saudi Arabia and Qatar. I want to see why now. Uh, Kuwait, Bahrain, or Oman? Um, Is it? It's pissed off the Gulf state then. Right, okay. Um, The censors were seeking further cuts beyond any scenes of... Oh, right, okay, because there's there's a gay couple in it, isn't there? Um, oh. So, oh, okay, Just that's run, interesting. Run through those countries again. Okay, so no, in the UAE, Jordan, Lebanon, and Egypt, a version of the film will be removed that re- will be released that removes all scenes of intimacy, whether hetero or homosexual. Um, in Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and Oman, the censors were seeking further cuts. And Disney opted not to make the effort edits. Meanwhile, in Qu- Kuwait and Qatar, the film's just been blocked. Um, even though it, it's felt that, that it, there, it's maybe because they, they generally have an historical problem with the depiction of gods and prophets, something they consider blasphemous. Um, I gotta say, on this one. You know, Disney probably saw this coming, and fair fucking play. Because, you know, I mean, there is apparently a very mild sex scene in Eternals, but there's also uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, plays a half of a gay couple. Um, when, you say, when you say mild sex scene, do you mean, like, mild nudity or anything like that, or just, like, really fucking just Just dull lame sex, sex yeah. <laughs> like, two uh, going at it. I I I don't know. I mean, we'll 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 soon find out with the um, uh, over two and a half hours of Eternals that we all get to experience over the next few days. Um, Yay! Fuck it! Like, sir, I have not been as unthrilled about the prospect of seeing an MCU film, maybe ever. That, that just. It, the marketing's done nothing, and it, it's so long. It's so long for kind. What in a way is a franchise starter? It, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. Especially for the way that the film looks, you're looking at it going. Is that length story, or is it twattery? <laughs> I'm a little bit like I can't look out. But in saying that, what I will say is. In the IMAX trailer we saw before Dune, some of the uh, the visuals that weren't the magic hour stuff, that weren't the, the, the sand and bits like that, the actual more MCU visuals actually look pretty fucking cool. So I'm holding out a vague amount of hope. Becky, yeah, I mean, Becky, like. Becky, Becky's giving me a look. I'm not. I think it's going to be shit. It looks awful. I mean, I I, I think it's going to be the most free star a film has ever free starred. 
And if it's better than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, that that's. I mean, uh, apparently in its first day of international play um, in the countries that it played in, um, overall it's eighty five percent of what Shang Chi did on its opening day, um, but twenty percent ahead of Black Widow, um, which is weird considering Shang Chi only opened like ten million below Black Widow. I don't get. I, I, anyway, we, we, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, it, it it feels like obligation that we've got to review it next week. But we're uh, we're all we're all fucking re upping our MCU subscription that we have to do every two or three months, aren't we? So uh, it's just it, it like sorry, I'm monologuing slightly, but the, it's just the fact that even though cinemas have only been back open again for six months, this is the third MCU film. We're gonna have another one next month. And I'm already just a bit fucking... I, I could do with some slowdown here. I think Doctor Strange just got pushed back to May. So after December, there's not going to be another one till May. And I think I think we need that. We just need it. Yeah, it, 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 it had become a little bit... Um, yeah, just just too much. It, it, it's... I'm, I mean, fuck, we still haven't even seen Shang-Chi. No. Um, it, uh, but this, like you say, it does feel a little bit like contractual obligation that we're going to watch it. Who the fuck did did I just talk about Shang Chi? I'm like, what we watched then? Or yeah, cause we, we 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 couldn't get to it that week. We were going to get to it the next week, and then we couldn't get to it that week. And then just we had more stuff that we had to watch. Well, <laughs> it's on Disney Plus next week, so like next Friday, I want to say so. I think it is, yeah. So I, I, yeah. the thing is, I'm, I the the thing is, I am more looking forward to watching Shang Chi than I am uh, Eternals. Yeah. Um, and I, I am a little bit gutted that we didn't get to Shang Chi. It's just there was a lot of other stuff out. It was kind of like a it it, it was the the boom of reopening. Yeah, and there's still a lot of other stuff out um, at the moment. But yeah, I, I, I'm. Whew. About um, about about the Eternals, mm. but I, th- there's a small little corner that's going. But you know what? What if it's just really fucking good? I I I do think it's interesting that other distributors have not necessarily run away from it this week. You know, like Spencer is good, like alternative market competition so's the card counter I like that it's not just this is the only thing in cinemas this week yeah uh, I mean the oddness about the uh, Spencer release from a a Cineworld point of view is it comes out on Friday and certain Cineworld locations get it Friday and then other locations don't get it until the week after yeah it just it's a standard release that's that, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I'm a little bit, I mean, I have a weird relationship with Spencer in the sense that I have no interest in it at all, but I kind of want to watch it. And not so I can have an opinion about hating it, but just because I, I don't, I just, I want to watch it to see if it is just going to be more fucking just this weird fucking royalist fetishism that is doing the rounds at the moment. I don't think it is. 
No, I don't think it is. That's what makes me want to see it. Yeah, and that's what makes Sorry, me go. That's what that's what makes me want to see it. Is I, I think it's not that. I think it's masquerading as that mm. to get people to sit down. Um, so the, there's a, there's an element of me that is interested, and so I, I, I was going to go and see it on um, on Saturday, and then uh, realised that it's not playing. Um, my local city world until the um, the weekend after. So I, I will see it. It's just when I will see it. <laughs> okay, that's good to know though that you can't catch it this week because it may. No, I'll probably I'll, I'll prioritize card counter this uh, and and Eternals this week. So okay, that's good it. good good show admin meeting that good, nice good one. Show admin meeting masquerading as news. Yeah. Let's fucking move on. Let's talk some trailers. Yeah, let's talk some fucking trailers, motherfuckers. Uh, ooh, also as well, though, Ian, what are we yeah. all seeing in, I believe it's, oh, 10 days' time, 11 days' time? The 16th, is it, of November? Oh, shit. Um, what, Rocky versus Drago? Yeah. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, that's getting a limited release in, in UK cinemas, kind of like one or two showings in a week kind of style but yeah 40 minutes of new footage let's go yeah i'm i'm i i i'm very very happy that i get to see that in a cinema like i, I genuinely i was worried that it was going to be this thing that was just got released in the states and never come at the cinema over here and then the fact that it's getting released in the cinema here i can go i have seen all of the rocky movies in the cinema and that kind of warmed my heart a little bit I'm very excited. Oh yeah. Um, trailers. What, what, what have you watched, Ian? Uh, okay, so uh, trailer for a new Neil Patrick Harris starring Christmas film, which is uh, going straight to HBO Max in the US. So I assume it will probably be like a Sky Cinema Now TV joint over here. Um, Eight bit <laughs> Christmas. That'll get released in March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean. It, even though it's a Christmas film, you'd like to think they'd fucking be smart about it, but probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, lo- it, it looks all right. It looks like something that I might sit Lottie down in front of and um, and watch as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It, it, it looks very, let's just release it on a streaming service. Yeah, it, um, it, 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 it very much looks like one of those where you can go, yeah, that's that, that. You're fine to release that on 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 a streaming service. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah. Um, I, I will watch that. I'll happily in the in the throes of of, of Christmas watching. I'll happily watch that. What are you going to say then? What throes you were going to be in when you wanted to watch Eight Bit Christmas? Wild pleasure. Stick on the video, Becky. <laughs> Stick on the Eight Bit Christmas. <laughs> I'd be a bit concerned if that was the case. Deary me. Um, That's not the video uh, we watch, Mark. It's not the video we watch, now. <laughs> uh, there was another short trailer for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, we saw this in the cinema. That was well exciting. <laughs> I am so fucking pumped for this. Yeah. Um, the thing is, there was a group of um, young girls, wasn't there, in the cinema? Who young, like Younglings. Yeah. And even they seemed very excited about the Resident Evil um, trailer in the cinema. Why wouldn't you be? It looks fucking great. Yeah. It's got hot Carlos in it. It does have Carlos in it. 
Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Moonfall. New yeah. trailer for Moonfall. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you need to give it its full title. 2022's best film, Moonfall. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Um, it just, it looks like it's going to be two and a half hours long. Uh, at um, least. Yeah, and it, it, it's, I'm a bit unsure about it. It kind of just, I, I, it, I don't know whether I want the film to be in on the joke, like that bit where it's like, we're inside the moon, that is the greatest sentence anyone has ever said. I don't know whether I want that. I I, wa- I want the film to be stupid, but not self-aware. Yeah, if, if this movie is less than 130 minutes, I, I, will, I will riot. <laughs> I mean, uh, Roland Emmerich's last film, Midway, I think was close to two and a half hours. I don't think you guys saw that I haven't seen it yet no I, I started no. watching it and actually was quite enjoying it and then um, I had to stop watching it yeah like I, I I watched the whole thing in the cinema for some reason it just yeah I, I, I don't know I'm a little bit have we actually got time in life to sit through 160 minutes of Moonfall but I do yeah fair enough yeah. fair enough you're talking the person who, who who has watched 2012 and the day after tomorrow quite a few times. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think I've got like one like relative biggie and then that's it. So I'll hand it to you guys if you've got anything else. Uh, I don't think we do. I think um, we've just got the, the relative biggie, I think. Okay, so, right. Morbius. Um... I, I, I think they're actually trying. Again, it's my grand memification of cinema theory here, but they are just trying to make memes with this trailer, um, and the whole just putting like the subtitles on it as well, so that you can just turn it into a meme and you don't even have to put the wording on there. Um, sorry, the dog's just locked herself in the other room. Two six. Um, right. So where at the end? It's I'm Venom. No, just kidding. It's Doctor Michael Morbius at your service. Um, it's Doc. It's Michael Morbius. Like. Why not I'm Michael Morbius? Why is it it's Michael Morbius? Because it sounds stupid and it's funny on a meme. Uh, uh, the, the version we watched it didn't have subtitles. No. Right, on Twitter it has. I think they're just auto-generated, are they? No, no, no. Uh, sorry, I've just had to let the dog out again. No, they're not. Trust me, because like they're like coloured and whatnot. Um, oh fuck! I need to get a picture of this now. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll what do you guys think of the trailer? I'll, I'll work on this in the background. Um, uh, I, 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 I thought it looked quite fun. <laughs> I'm kind of alright with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm... 
Yeah. I mean, Jared Leto was a vampire. It's so unbranded, it's untrue. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with mm. kind of looking forward to it. It, it. it looks like it could be quite a little bit of a... Yeah, I'm just looking at the trailer now. Moby Shape does have the... What is it? The trailers. The, the, the um, subtitles on it, yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's like... What is it? Is it February, March this is out? January. January, January, yeah, I'm I'm good with this for January. Yeah, yeah, defo. Uh, it looks it looks fun and a bit silly and a bit. Um, Little looks like he's having fun in yeah. this, and he looks like yeah. he's having fun in House of Gucci. And <laughs> I, it, we've had a little bit of Jared Leto kind of taking himself a little bit too serious. That I'm kind of I am up for Jared Leto. Kind of being a bit fun for a bit. Oh yeah, and at least looking like he's having fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean a Jared Leto who looks like he understands the concept of what fun may be. Um, it, you know, it, 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 will, it will be good. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, like I'm looking forward to watching it. Like it. it it will likely be quite entertaining bobbins at the very least. So absolutely. Why not? It like, it just, I thought that the, the, the trailer just, and also there were lines in it that made it sound like they were cut out of different contexts. Um, fucking, I tweeted about it, but there, there's, there's, hang on, let me get my phone. Cause I need to, um, Ah, oh, fuck, what was it now? This is exciting for everyone. Um, <laughs> hang on. Right, Twitter's going to choose this time to just be really slow. Right, there we go. Um, it's like, yeah, the line... People all the world have my disease, something like that. It's like the way he says it. Um, fuck no, I gotta go further. I gotta go down the hole. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go down the hole, guys. Let's go. Uh, we're, right. we're, we're going with you. Right. Hang on. Hang on. I've got some YouTube ads. <laughs> right. Okay. The AirPods are off for a sec. Come on. No, I think it was before that. Is it before that? Right, that. People all over the world have mic disease. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like it went in for Gerard Leto voice generator. <laughs> right, hang on. That does that doesn't sound right. It doesn't actually. No, I, I, it didn't until you played there. It's like yeah, it doesn't. It sounds. It does sound like they've cut out other words that were in that sentence. <laughs> Like, again, another Simpsons reference. 
like when Homer um, cuts out bits that Marge has said to create a uh, a voice recording of her saying he could mm. do this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It just, but again, I it, you know a January salve from the Oscar botherers that we'll probably have around then. You know why not? Uh, have Morbius as a treat. I like your doll. What's her name? Sarah. That's a pretty name. Thanks. <laughs> you know, that was my mom's name. She used to live here a long time ago. He's still here. What did you say? He doesn't like you. Who doesn't like me? Wait, you... Paranormal Activity Next of King is directed by William Eubank, whose last film, I believe, was Underwater, that we all really quite liked. Indeed. Yes. Um, and he's written by Christopher Landon, who, again, noted um, new horror writer. Um, oh. who, uh, Sorry, I'll be back in a sec. Sorry, carry on. I'll be back. Yeah. Sorry. Who has written um, a, a number of the Paranormal Activity movies uh, there. Um, he's also written the uh, Happy Death Day movies and directed those and wrote and directed uh, Freaky, um, which uh, I think we all, again, quite quite enjoyed um, from that. So, you know, it's got some, um, some talent behind it on this one. Uh, it's not just a sequel for the sake of sequel. Um, it, it, even though, well... Yeah, they haven't told anybody. <laughs> They've done it. Um, so yeah, so where I, I I genuinely hope that it's just that for some reason that that, 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 that we have listeners right now. I hope there's listeners, um, but I hope that there are listeners now going, going, fuck, there's a new Paranormal Activity movie. Did not know that, and not everyone's going. What are you on about, you madhead? It's been fucking it's everywhere. Been everywhere, <laughs> and for some reason, it's just bypassed us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Like, yeah, just like they've gone, let's, let's troll those bricks. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's, Algorithm activate. Yeah, fucking, fucking Bloom does listen and it's gone, you know, and just goes, ah, I'm going to listen to my favourite podcast. These guys love me. I'm going to wind them up. <laughs> so, what's the plot? What's the plot, IMDb? Margot, a young woman who was abandoned by her mother as a baby, travels to a secluded Amish community with a documentary film crew seeking answers about her mother and extended family. That's kind of what it's about. That's the premise, it's, isn't it? It's more that she is a document, documentary film maker and decides to make a documentary film about the first meeting she has with an actual blood relative that she has tracked down, which is Samuel, um, who is on a... Is it some shivaka or something like that, I call it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think it is where, basically, an Amish person is sent out into the real world to just fucking smoke, and then he can come back. Um, I believe that is what happens. Um, so yeah, and they go to this the Amish community and hilarity ensues. Um, yeah, it does. Um, so Ian, off the top of your head, how many paranormal activity movies have there been? Okay, it's 
four numbered ones. Yep. You had the marked ones. Yep. You had the ghost dimension. Yep. And this. Yeah, there's there's, there's weirdly more than you'd think. I think I've only seen the first one in this. There's it's one, two, three, four, five, six. This is the seventh. This is the thing, because the marked ones was like basically trying to be a bit of a Latinx spin-off. But then it had an ending which tied directly into the events of the first one. Like it's like actually quite an interesting ending for that one. But then the ghost dimension seemed to have very little to do with anything, and then it just all died on its ass. Yeah, it's weird that Christopher Landon co-wrote the second one, wrote the third, wrote the fourth, wrote and directed the marked ones that had nothing to do with ghost dimension, and then now he's back writing this one. Um, Becky. Yes, Mark. The, the premise and the idea of the movie. Did you like the idea of the movie and where it went? Um, I, I did. Um, I've not seen, like I say, any of the rest of them. I don't know how closely they link. This felt like a bit of a, you know, like a sequel in the way Wrong Turn was a sequel. Like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they've just gone, ghosts. Yeah. Cameras, shaky cam, paranormal activity, why not? It's a bit of a Cloverfield kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Made a film, decided to make it a thing. Paranormal activity. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it, it didn't make me hate it. I'm not particularly married to the franchise in, in a way that I'm going to be all like, this completely disrespects its roots or anything like that. So, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. Um, and there was demons and scary shit and shaky cam and it was all good fun Um, Ian there's a there's very much a set up a middle and an end to this movie (laughs) (laughs) right all filmed Hmm. by three completely different crews yeah Um, so did you did you get on with all three sections, or was the one section that was just a lot better than the other three sections? Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I, I suppose my problem with this film is that where it ends, it's like that's the film I'd like to see. I'll, I'll you know, I'll have that, please. Um, I'll have. Crazy fuck like demon possesses people and causes shit on earth. It reminded me of the ending of the last exorcism part two. Um where spoiler alert for that film, it's like she basically embraces the evilness and it's like everyone around her has basically tried to fuck her over anyway. So it's like, fuck it, I'm a be possessed. And if I remember correctly, that film ends on this like one shot of her basically starting to cause absolute chaos and there's an element of that with this as well um yeah i I, I mean i I found the rest of it like okay like okay um 
it just I thought it was too too long. It's what like 90, 98 minutes. Yeah, it's like bring this fucker in at eighty to eighty five. Come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I I don't know. It 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 felt like a paranormal activity film that got made because COVID happened and they needed product that they could make cheaply and easily and you know with. Uh, probably quite a small crew, um, and also I'll I'll be honest. I mean, like, I haven't seen any other Paranormal Activity films for fucking years, but it felt like what was going on in this was basically completely fucking different from anything that had been happening in the others. Yeah, it, it, it did feel very detached from the others. I mean, the you know, the, the timeline for the Paranormal Activity ones is actually you know. The first one was 2007, but actually people didn't really get to know about it until sort of 2008, I don't think. Um, and then they so went... I, I, I saw it in the US when I was in Florida in 2009, when it was just starting its... Like, it was literally... I'd heard about this buzzy horror film and I saw that it was playing at the, the, the Universal... In uh, like the cinema in Universal Studios in Florida, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna detach myself from the family for a couple of hours and go watch this small horror film that's like causing a sensation." And that was yeah, that was oh nine. Yeah, so I, I, it didn't really. Yeah, so it must not come out until now. I think it was. I'm fairly certain that Paranormal Activity was the first press screening I went to. Yes. Um, but then the Paranormal Activity two was 2010, then three eleven, 2011. For 2012, March 1, 2014, and uh, goes to measure 2015, and then it's six years to this. So it, 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 I, I did feel a little bit like, like yes, they had this script and they were going to make this movie, and then just literally, boom, just went, fuck it, should we just call it a paranormal activity movie? <laughs> and it, it, it did feel a little bit yeah. like that, because it did feel yeah. a little bit detached. Um, the reason why I asked Ian the question I asked him was, I... I thought that the, the initial premise and the initial setup was shit. <laughs> right. Um, and really boring. Not even boring to watch. Sure. Just a boring idea. I didn't care. So like, like the lead, the lead character going, oh, it's I get to meet my blood relative for the first time. They're going, I give a shit. She is pretty wild. That documentary sounds crap. And when she goes, you know, I didn't want to make it because it felt self-indulgent. Then you did. And it is. You dickhead. Sure. Um, and Chris, her, I, I, they're together, aren't they? Or did I just completely misread that somewhere? Yeah, no, I think he just is a cameraman. I thought they were together. I think you've... Yeah, so I've completely misread that. Maybe you were bored and you made up a bit of a backstory. Maybe. Um... But anyway... And then it became brain cannon. I was a little bit like, he's a dickhead, isn't he? Because he's a dickhead for the first, like, third of it. Is he? I think he's a bit of a dickhead, yeah. I don't think he is. And then the middle of it was just a bit boring. And I didn't care. And so I'm watching it going, I don't care. This doesn't feel like a paranormal activity movie. I can't even remember the most of Paranormal Activity movies, so I don't even know if this isn't a Paranormal Activity movie. We don't feel like one. And everything went mental, and I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's it. I had the opposite reaction to what you mostly have 
in horror movies where you go, where you go, ooh, this is interesting. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, it was that. Well, that was shit. It fucked it. I was the opposite. I was like, I don't care. You're a dickhead. I have, I have no connection to you at all. And I was going, Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> this fucking, this farm all of a sudden, they're not Amish. Well, that went nowhere. But fucking hell, this is a bit, this is, this has gone off. It's popped off. Shit did pop off. It did pop off. Yeah. And it's, there was some nice visual um, touches to it. Like, like the two-headed guy. Yeah. 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 And the, uh, but even stuff like the the reflection of the police lights yeah. uh, in the rain towards the end yeah. was a really nice shot. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the rain is coming down and it's it's sparkling with the the blue and the the the, the red of the of the police lights, and you're going, oh, you don't want to go in there, mate. You do not want to. Go. It's popped off like you would not. But you need to call for. Are oh, you dead? You're dead. That ending's really quite good. Can I just point out, both of our main reviews this week don't don't really like men. Oh, we're bastards. This one's like, oh, it has to be stored in a woman, otherwise it'll all fucking kick off. Then it goes into a man, kicks off. It, but, but you've got the brilliance, and I'll, I promise I'll, I'll stop talking again in a second, the brilliance of a of, of fucking of Margot and just just the fact that she, that she doesn't conceive of a world that doesn't revolve around her and that you know that like she's like going Sarah it's me it's your daughter it's like, it's like how the fuck would she know <laughs> <laughs> it's like A she's been living in a cave for the past 20 odd years she can't see you <laughs> She's a glorified storage unit. She, yeah, that's it. It's she's a she's a fucking. Oh, she's one of those things, the Ghostbusters shoes. Yeah, she is. She's like that, but a more icky version of it. Um, but it, it's just, what do you think she was going to do? Go, oh my god, daughter that I don't know's name, come give me a hug. Oh, you you you, you think you had it bad? You don't want to fucking know what I've been doing 20, 20 years in a cave. But that's my weird fucking demon. Oh, oh shit, actually, I better go back and get that because if it jumps in a fucking man, this ain't gonna go well. <laughs> I think it's still in her at that point, don't they kill her? Yeah, they drop her in that thing. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no foreshadowing when she nearly falls in that, is there? There's no what? No foreshadowing there, is there? <laughs> when that happened, I didn't go, well, that's gonna come back later. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, there's holes everywhere. Mm. Yeah, mm. fucking, too right there is Sammy, you fucking weird bastard. I love how he's Sam till he gets home and then he's Samuel. It's the Amishist name. Yeah. And also, as well, it's like they went, right, well, he's got to be shunned and then, but he's got to come back later on. And then they've got to, you know, they've got to stay. They change their mind really quick. No, your friends can't stay. All right, they can. Yeah, because they bring the little boy back. They bring the lad back. Yeah, they still would have gone. Yeah, you've brought him back, but you can still get out, you heathens. With your cameras, you yeah, bastards. Your modern technology, but we've got a Jenny for you. Yeah. Also, a laptop. Yeah. It's... The thing is, I didn't... Ha- I will never watch it again. I see, I would watch it again. I, I wouldn't watch it again, because it takes too long to get to the bit I like. I could just watch the end. Which... Let's be honest, it, yeah, I could just watch the end. Just call me in for the end, because I was alright with the end. Mm-hmm. Have a nap, and then I'll, I'll wake you up for the end of 
it. Hold on. Like Ian said, I will watch if 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 there is if somehow they go Paranormal Activity Next of Kin Part Two Samuel's Revenge. <laughs> I'll watch the shit out of that. What's he revenging? I don't know. It'll be the demon, won't it? I'll. But it's Samuel, isn't it? It's he's possessed. It's not Samuel. It's not just it's not just gone fuck this army shit and developed superpowers. Has it? We don't know. We haven't seen a sequel yet, Becky. <laughs> um I'm gonna go Geostorm. Uh, on paranormal, paranormal activity next of kin. Yeah, I think that's a good shout actually, yeah, Geostorm. Um yeah. The, 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 the first half of it, the first three quarters, the first two thirds of it, I'll get my fractions right in a second. Uh Ah shit! <laughs> Fucking hell! Sorry, <laughs> but, but but then the ending is Geostorm. Oh, what else? For anything else? No, I think that covers it. Yeah, I'm 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 just a, a definitely shit. I just you know like a mild one. You know, like I I think I gave it a two out of five on Letterboxd. You know, it's. I don't, I just I don't think there's enough in there to justify that runtime. Like I say, if it was 80, 85 minutes, I think I probably could have raised it up to a touching cloth or maybe even a definitely not shit. But as it was, like it, it just there's like it, there, there's that God, I just remember in that scene early on where they like tore the like the, the farmhouse and they're up in like the elevated bit and then she kinda like steps back and then she nearly falls down into that thing and it's like that Oh shit! The bed, bloody hell, kids. And it's like that spiky thing. Yeah, I think there might be fireworks. Sorry, like I don't think she's enjoying it. Um, and then that's that spiky thing. And then it's like, well, I'm looking forward to that coming back later. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, you know, and it, it. Okay, well, what was the point in that then? You know, and, uh, unless okay, we're just doing a cheap scare. I will say as well, actually, on the on the the topic of cheap scares. Like, the fact that on the soundtrack, you do just have, like, a loud noise on the score when there's a cheap scare as well. And it it, it just, like, it is just trying to do anything to generate a fucking shock out of you. And, I like, it just, it, it felt lazy. Like I say, I mean, it, it feels like this film was made in a rush. It feels like they... They made it during hardcore COVID protocols because they wanted to get it out for October. And then, you know, as we as we've said in the part uh, many times in the past on this show, but increasingly it feels like so. Apologies because uh, it's me, but it comes out on Paramount Plus. No one fucking talks about it, and it just it, it's like a fart in the wind. I mean, this- like there there is there is no zero cultural footprint to this film and it's been out for less than a week the, the mad thing is um, it's literally um, it literally it finished shooting in July of this year sure there you go it finished shooting like a couple of months ago like and, and it's out. It's not bad, is it? Quick turnaround. It is, but it, mm. it, it, it's it, it. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of bonkers. That literally, um, yeah. That the, the, the only uh, 
that William Eubank was only attached to direct it in February of this year, and it's already out. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a quick turnaround. Our our uh, audience poll, definitely not shit, 0%. <laughs> Touching cloth, 11%. Shit, 56%. And Geostorm, 33%. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you can sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. Beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. CSVP Combat! Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just just getting confirmation. It's just in that's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? Ian, what have you been watching? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh. <laughs> um, okay, well, sorry. What have I been watching? Um. So. Wow, have I really only got two? Well, that was, oh yeah, because I watched two fucking Hellraiser films. Um, yeah. so, me, me and Bex uh, discussed this the other night at the pub, and we're like going, it, it's going to be nice, 
to, to just to be able to. It's been. I won't most fans say it's been fun watching the Hellraiser movies, but it's been a thing we've done. Uh, it's. It, it, I'm looking forward to just like watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, I got I got through a couple though. So uh, I, I watched the director's cut of Fast Nine. All right. Um, 100, 149 minutes, baby. Is that how uh, long is that? I think it's only like seven minutes. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think there's not too much in there. There's kind of like a couple extra jokey scenes, and I don't know, maybe something else somewhere. It, there's, there's no. It kind of felt like bits that maybe Justin Lin enjoyed. But they just had to cut for time that he's been allowed to put back in. Um, yeah, I think it went down on a rewatch. To be fair, um, like the action scenes are great, um, but the I mean, the the fucking Vin Diesel like walking through his flashbacks and stuff. Um, we, we, like Vin Diesel doing that as if he's fucking Meryl Streep singing "My Love, My Life" at the end of "Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again," um, and it, it, it's just not it, that stuff. Just kills the film dead. Um, and I think I said when we when when we did the main review of it, but I really do hope for the, the for the last two, Diesel embraces the let's just have fun. But I don't think he's going to. I think he really thinks that the saga of Dominic Toretto is what people go to the film for. I think it's an ingredient, but it's not the fucking main course. Um, so, yeah. It, 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 and also, and again, I know I said this in the main review, but the fact that Dom basically says to Cena at the end, like, I'll give you another chance. It's like, no, you completely fucking misunderstood what your brother was doing, didn't allow him a chance to explain, and then basically turned him into the villain that he is today. You actually need to look at yourself in the fucking mirror and not just go... I oh, I need to give him another ch- chance. Family's fat. Like you need to say fucking sorry. Yeah, and you don't. U- U- Uncle Vin needs to needs to just be a little bit more fun, Uncle Vin, in, in the next two, and it 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 be less about his family troubles. I fuck yeah. I fucking hope so. Um. You know, we'll see, but yeah, it went down a bit, and I mean, like, it's still the the action is great. I mean the the fuck it the scene in Edinburgh with like the magnet truck, like that's really really fun. It, it, you know that that yeah, it, it the the bit with the fucking rope bridge. I mean, again, like Vin Diesel just never looking once scared, and just I am hard Uncle Vin. It's a bit get over yourself, but. It, it, the, the the scene is fun and I I don't know you know driving over fucking man lines and just making them explode but going fast enough that they don't get blown up by them that's fun good yeah, idea it is a good idea um, it's from what I remember of it um, 
and you know, I, I, I will rewatch it again at some point in the, the, the not too distant future, probably. Um, it is that it it, it 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 needs to stop taking it, it's the fast moves are best when they're not taking themselves too seriously, and they have a a, a smattering of melodrama in them. And sometimes in this one, the last one, there was a little bit too much melodrama and not enough I, fun. I'd even, I'd even go for taking itself seriously if it was badass. Like, because I, I think that's what Fast Seven did really well. Yes, you know, it, 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 it Vin Diesel was taking himself seriously there, but you know, it's also him going against Jason Statham, and it's this like fucking vengeance mission stuff. And then in Fast Eight, it's soap opera and fast nine like i say it's vin diesel being meryl streep at the end of mamma mia 2 um it's just no so fast nine uh also uh last night i took myself out to the cinema and watched scott cooper's latest antlers so uh much delayed film um which you can tell uh uh, there, there's a radio broadcast in the film where they're um, talking about how coal mining is starting again in a, a great bid to get American industry moving. And it's like, well, yes, this was certainly made in the times of Trump, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was, it, it was made like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, it, this. This was this was shot a while back. It, it's one of those Fox Searchlight films that I think have nothing to do with Disney. So um, it, it, it was a while. Uh, but okay, so um, this stars uh, Kerry Russell as a teacher who begins to suspect that one of her students is being abused by his uh, drug addict dad. Um, but it actually turns out that his dad has been infected by a Wendigo, and um, the 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 lad is basically trying to live his life um with a wendigo in his house um and jesse plemons plays kerry russell's uh brother who's the town's sheriff and uh wendigo killings start happening and uh kerry russell basically tries to protect the kid um so i don't think this film is perfect but it's interesting. Um, before going in, a lot of like a, a lot of the reviews I've read, it, it's it, it feels like people are turning against elevated horror now, or you know the people who were fucking creaming themselves over Ari Aster over the last couple of years are now unhappy that Scott Cooper is trying to make a horror film, um, and, and 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 you know basically saying like oh you know en- enough with the, the the horror that's all about trauma and blah 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 and um yeah i think halloween kills actually uh plays into that as well you know just the horror having to be about something thing and it's like i am sick of that where it forgets to be scary where where it is midsummer then yeah i'm over it the thing with antlers is that it has no bones about being balls out grim depressing horror and like pure horror and horror is one of the most subjective genres there is and uh one man's uh terrifying is another man's lame 
Um, but there is some imagery in this film that will probably stay with me for a bit. Um, certainly seemed like it was going to stay with one guy in the audience. So at the reveal of a body, literally shouted "fucking hell," uh, which I which I quite enjoyed. Um, not me, I promise you. It was a guy a couple rows in front of me, and like he did not like it. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it it is just oppressively grim. Bex, you are gonna fucking love Antlers. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see it. I didn't want to show it anywhere now. I wasn't showing anywhere now. I was a little bit annoyed because I've been a fan of Scott Cooper's work. Yeah, no, quite. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, judging by the Nighthouse trajectory, where that we're, uh, that's now on Disney Plus, I think you'll probably have Disney Plus uh, having Antlers. Like Christmas, New Year kind of time, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I think by the time we get to review of the year stuff, you'd, you'd be able to talk about it. Um, because I, I, I do like seriously, specifically Bex. I don't know what it is about the film, but I do think it's going to massively vibe with you. Okay. Um, and it, it, yeah, it, it, it's short enough. It's ninety nine minutes long, and it, it. it the pu- its purpose is quite streamlined. I mean, I, you know, I was complaining about Paranormal Activity being 98 minutes. Now I'm saying this one's 99 minutes, but short enough. But, it, you know, it's got enough in there to actually fucking justify the runtime. And it, it get with the story it's got to tell, it gets in and it gets out. It just, like, and it sets its stall from the off. Like, the opening scene, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is, like, you get the scene and the title card comes up and it's like, right, I am in for some fucking misery. <laughs> misery here um and um yeah that's what you get um i it it feels like there's probably a longer cut somewhere um kerry russell's got some um kind of like shit in her basement as such which feels quite thinly sketched jesse plemmer's got shit in her basement nice yep yeah absolutely um (laughs) Jesse Plemons, his character, I'm not, I feel like there must be some stuff cut out because I think you're supposed to like him, but he's a fucking idiot. Um, but and not necessarily a lovable idiot, just he's obviously in way over his head. And it, it feels like there's a couple of, there, there, there's like a mention of like, well, no one was really up for taking the job when Sheriff Blah Blah retired, so here I am. So that there's this slight thread of Jesse Plemons not being suitable for his job, but then that kind of goes away, and it, it kind of felt like they needed to lean in on that a bit more. Um, there's also an ending, like the very, very ending, you see coming an absolute mile off, and you're just waiting for it to happen. Um, but saying that, you can tell you can tell it's produced by Guillermo del Toro. The creature design is fucking great. Um and it's just got this very even though it's about a fantastical concept, it's a very down to earth matter of fact like the sh- shooting style, you know, and like the film feels grounded and you've got this horrific fantastical myth happening in it but because everything else around the film around it feels so in in the real world that it just makes it that much more harrowing um 
I've, yeah, I thought, it, like I say, it's not perfect, but it is a fuckload more interesting than it feels like people are, are, are making it out to be. And it it's probably in my, like, top two of films I got on with, with Scott Cooper. I'll never, ever, ever watch it again. But I can't deny how effective it is. I'm very, very much looking forward to you two watching it. And I'm I'm sorry it wasn't playing there. Yeah, like I say, um, Becky was looking forward to it uh, because um, it is... It's the type of groomer she likes. Um, I like Kerry yeah. Russell as well. That yeah. helps. And I like Jesse Plemons. Um, and I, I was looking forward to it because I, I could say um, I genuinely think Scott Cooper's made one of the best movies of the past decade. And a future... Like, Good old black mass. <laughs> a future sort of movie that, that in like 10 years' time... What, what film are you talking about? Out of the Furnace? No, Hostiles. Oh, fuck. How the fuck did I forget Hostiles? Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that is a God, movie yeah, in, in yeah, ten years' yeah. time where people are going to look back on it and go, "Why wasn't more made of this movie? It's incredible. It is genuinely. I think Hostiles is. I'm going to use a really wanky term here. Is going to be like a future like American classic. It's going to oh, be. That was wanky. It's going to be one of those movies where it comes out on a Criterion. <laughs> And you're going to get a lot of people going, oh yeah, I really like that when it came out. And I'm going to be there going, fuck off. No, nobody talked about it, apart from an idiot. Just this one guy. Yeah, just this one prick right here. You can't trust him because he's got shit taste, like it's Paulie Shaw. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, Hostel is fucking fantastic. And just, yeah, I'm going to rewatch that again too. Is that the Chrissy B, Rosie P one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mind watching that again. I, I wasn't as hot on it as you were. Yeah, with Ben Foster playing the most Ben Foster of Ben Foster roles. Oh, so he's a wanker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it literally is. He turns up and you go, "Yep, that's Ben Foster." I, I don't like the look of this guy. Ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Because he looks like Ben Foster. <laughs> no, nah, it's all right. Take him with you. It'll be, everything will be all right. Just like, 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 if you were some like weird <laughs> consciousness in that movie, you'd be going, "No, don't do that." It's Ben Foster. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, just man. like a, a normal day of your life, and then suddenly Ben Foster's there and he's part of it? Yeah, be like shit. Yeah, can, can you imagine like if you went to like fucking I don't know, you went paintballing and randomly like another team turned up and Ben Foster was in it? You'd be like, "Oh shit, we're gonna die!" Like we're gonna die. <laughs> That's not pain pellets. Yeah. That's like I mean, acid. Let's not go there right now. <laughs> um, I didn't say like... Uh, anything else, Ian? No, no, you're good. What have you been watching, Becky? Oh, don't put me in the headphones, you freak. Um, don't do it. On my own. You're lonesome. Um, I only watched two on my own. I think. It's more than I watched on my own. I've been very bad at logging things. I watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yes, you did. Sweet. Because it's fucking five-star banger, to it's be fair. And it's, oh, yeah. It's pretty much the law to watch it around Halloween. But even if it wasn't, it's got that super hot guy in. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah. <laughs> he Fuck is the lady killer. He is. I, 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 I believe I have done this on the podcast before. If there's any new listeners, then you're going to get it. But while you're... Um... Did you just tell new listeners that they were going to get it? Oh, yes. They're going to wow. get it. Right. <laughs> Here we go. 
And again... Oh, you have done this before. I've done this before. I know I have. But again, new listeners, you're in for a treat. I am genuinely going to read you the first paragraph of Tom uh, Aitken's uh, IMDB profile. And this is... Becky... Oh, no, I'm, I'm oh, just I think I know this. Atkins so. or Atkins, because yeah. it's just Atkins and you keep calling him Atkins. Um, handsome, rugged, versatile and charismatic character actor, <laughs> Tom Atkins was born on November 13th, 1935 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I mean, fuck. That is... Hell yeah. I, I fucking adore the sheer hubris behind that. Hey, hang on, when was he born? 1935. 1935? Yep. So what, he was in his, like, early 40s when he was banging Jamie Lee Curtis in The Fog. He's yes. a stud, Ian. Yeah. Have you not seen him? I mean, he gets every woman he wants. He's handsome and rugged. But, I, hang on. I, I suppose, I mean, it's not that far off from, from this. And he looked really young in The Fog, though. He's still going. No, he doesn't. He looks, he looks young in comparison to now. Well, yeah. <laughs> It'll have been 45, yeah. Tom Atkins was 45 when he did The Fog. Yep. I mean, right, I'm not... I need some... F- he, he does look it. <laughs> Jimmy Lee Curtis will have been... Oh, actually, yeah, he has got a bit of a double chin going on there, doesn't he? Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at photos now. And Jimmy Lee Curtis was 22. <laughs> and she looks I mean, 22 that... in that, and you're watching it, like... Yeah, he's he's far too old for her. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't. She does. That's fascinating. I I mean, because I watched the fog not long ago, like a month or two back. I don't remember thinking, shit, that part that pairing doesn't look yeah. right. I just thought, yeah, good on top. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop now before way. I get myself right. into trouble. Um, Deary me. Do you reckon he's just muted and gone on down a rabbit hole? I think he has, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's disappeared. Uh, he's gone down. He's 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 he's, he's been overcome. <laughs> Either that or Kiki's eating him. Yeah, that's, it's highly plausible. Just while we wait for him to come back, I wonder if we'll get many problems with fireworks tomorrow night. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> It is, remember, remember, the 5th of November. It is. And yeah. it is a Friday, so. Should we just be quiet and you can edit this out? What? Should we just be quiet and you can edit this out? Maybe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hi. Ian, uh, what did you find down that Tom Aitken's rabbit hole? <laughs> Sorry? What did you find down your What did I find down the Tom Atkins rabbit hole? No, no, don't 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 worry. I was I was monologuing and um then I, I noticed that you guys were gone, so don't don't worry, just carry on. <laughs> so yes, Becky, that you watched um it really is very, very good, this season of The Witch. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The the mask stuff and the sowing stuff and the... I don't know, it's just... It kind of kind of does make you wish you'd got the other anthology movies that were kind of bipping around in his head. Yeah, I, 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 am, I am in full agreement there that, that there is a world where... 
that made they would have been more fun than the the, the Halloween sequels that we got that have no. The thing is, nobody nobody gives a shit about the other Halloween movies. The the ones that you actually that actually have some kind of credence are Halloween and Season of the Witch because of its oddity. Halloween two is not bad. It's fine. H two O Mark. I hate classic H2O, of the genre. Yeah, it's a classic of the genre. The genre yeah. being Josh Hartnett's hair. Yeah, the Josh Hartnett hair period. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the within the same theme, I watched Trick or Treat. Yes. You've got some weird hate for Trick or Treat, and I don't. Understand no, I don't it. have a weird hate for Trick or Treat. It's just it's fine. It's not. It's very good. It, it's. It's fi- it's almost I-, I guarantee you between the people who should know better Venn diagram of people who think that Hocus Pocus is a classic and that Trick or Treat is a Halloween classic, I guarantee there's just circle. Trick or Treat's just it's it's an interesting curiosity. It's 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 clever in the way that all the stories <laughs> meld together, and it's just a fun walk. But there are genuinely there are genuinely people who like portray it as being like an absolute fucking Halloween classic. And it's it's not. It's fine. It's better than fine. You're being a misery. I disagree. All right. You, you're fine to be wrong. I usually am. That is true, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I'm even arguing with you. No. I only watch it. It's trick or treat. It's fine. <sighs> what do we watch together, Bex? Not that much, Mark. I'm not going to lie. So, do this one then. Well, after watching Dune yep. last week, it made me want to watch Blade Runner because just just to see, just to just to make sure it was still in top spot. It is. It's fucking great. It's Blade Runner. I mean, yeah. It, it, it I don't think anything's ever going to topple that for me off its top spot. No, that's very much cemented as your top, your yeah. best film, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I actually considered because so the house stuff when we've moved our posters around the Blade Runner one is now in the dining room instead of in the living room and it makes me sad that I don't get to see it like just all the time so I actually considered getting another Blade Runner poster to put in here well, we are we do actually have another Blade Runner poster that we're putting up in the hallway don't we we do yeah gifted from our gifted from our podcasting life partner our podcasting life partner um <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's, I just need to find a frame for it. It's an awkward size. I mean, you literally work three dollars down for a frame shop. I know, I need to. But the thing is, I need to take it with me, and it's precious, so I don't <laughs> want to put it in that fucking car and risk it getting, like, squished or anything. It's still in its, it's still in its tube currently. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one foot by two foot. No one does frames that size. That's when you stick it to the framer. I know. I'm going to get the most ostentatious fucking frame I can find for it. Gold gilded. <laughs> yes, that'll go in our hallway. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think three, three Blade Runner posters might be a touch excessive. Maybe. <laughs> Although we've got like fourteen thousand John Carpenter ones going. Yeah. All right. Should we tangent a little bit here? We could tangent. Here, yeah, we indulge in a mild tangent. <laughs> it kind of sounds like you need to crack on. So, <laughs> right. When we moved house, um, we decided to kind of overhaul our poster game, didn't we? Just to, just to more reflect us as more mature film watchers, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we decided that we were going <laughs> to 
and we have more wall space, don't we? We do. So we have uh, a little space above the TV where the first blood post is going to go. We think. We think. Um, we have then we have a chimney breast where we have a huge elephant's head. Have you ever seen our elephant, Ian? I'm sorry. Have you ever seen our elephant? No. Oh, I've just sent it to Mark on accident. I mean, I've seen it loads. <laughs> You've seen it. Um, and it's then we right have uh, the record stand is in the other um... corner. Not corner, side of the chimney breast. Side, other side of the chimney breast. And so there's going to be a music poster going to go there. So let's have... Uh, <laughs> solid elephant. It is Sorry. a good elephant. <laughs> so, so it makes, it's a good elephant. It makes sense that we have a music one above the record player. So then we've got a wall there that has space for two, don't we? Yes. And then we have a wall space here that has space for three. Yes. So we needed um, five... Plus one um, to cover up something, some plugs in our bedroom from where the previous occupants had a TV that we're not putting a TV there, are we? No. Um, I don't. So we need to cover all of our plugs and bits like that. So we're getting a poster for that. <laughs> a this great poster for a that. A great poster for that. This has been a process, oh, hasn't it? Really it really has, yeah. It's it has, honestly, this has been like a, we've been out and had like, like three different times to have drinks to discuss this. I think we've discussed posters. Most nights since we've moved here. Yeah, we We've have. been out to have, like, summit meetings at the pub about it. <laughs> yeah, we literally... We scheduled, like, we need to box this off. We scheduled a drink where... Right, we have, we're off to the pub, we have a couple of drinks, and we are going to get this poster thing sorted. <laughs> and to be, we had, like, a list, didn't we? We did, we did. Of, of, of posters, and we, we finally narrowed it down, didn't we, Becky? We did. To, to what, what six have we gone for? Uh, then we then we accidentally realised something after I think we ordered them okay so we've got Streets of Fire we've got Streets of Fire one yeah they live a they live one yes taxi driver a taxi driver one big trouble in little china a big trouble in little china one true romance a true romance one and one that says I like the way you work it no diggity (laughs) yes no diggity that's good good that's the one that's going in the bedroom damn fucking right it is (laughs) Fuck it out, guys. Because we're classy. <laughs> so classy. And then we realised that it, actually across the living room and the kitchen, we've got three John Carpenter posters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do, yeah. So, yeah. So, the poster game. You sound, you sound really pleased about that, Bex. No, do you know what? I picked most of yeah, them. Yeah, Bex picked them. <laughs> oh, okay. Good on you. We also wanted an escape from New York. We, York we, one, we decided that was too much. We nearly did escape from New York instead of True Romance, but then we went, no, that looks like too much like we have planned it. It really does. Um, so, yeah, so we will, we will post. Uh, you, had to set, you had to send me that picture of the eye, like the way you work it, no deity one. I don't like that. <laughs> Why? It's funny. Just. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Totoro's above on the other wall in the bedroom. Totoro's gonna see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! With all those mirrors, he can't even look away. <laughs> god. <laughs> oh wow, we right um, The other film we watched together. Yeah. To celebrate it being Winona Ryder's fiftieth uh, birthday. 
bonkers that in it. Um, we had to celebrate it after I realised that I don't think that since like me discovering girls, um, I don't think there's been a point uh, that I haven't had a crush on Winona Ryder. That's fair. Um, yeah, and, and I, I, I think that that is, like you say, it's very fair. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost like a rite of passage for uh, men of my age. Um, the thing is, though, like, she's 50 years old. She's still fucking hot as fuck now. Oh, yeah. Damn right she is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided we were going to pay homage to that and go, right, we need to watch a Winona Ryder movie. Which Winona Ryder movie did we choose, Becky? We, we, we picked the Darwin Awards. We did pick the Darwin Awards. Wow, we Okay. <laughs> A movie that I think even Winona Ryder might have forgotten that she was in. Yeah. It was an odd choice, really. You could have gone with something a bit more mainstream. I wanted to watch Heathers and you were having none of it. Nah, for that shit. We want to watch The Darwin Awards, uh, which is about a... Um, what, what does he play? He's like a... Oh, no, he's a... Criminal profiler. Criminal profiler. Yeah. Um, for the FBI. This is, instantly, this is the first um, Jason Bloom movie he produced, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's directed by a guy called Finn Taylor and stars Joseph Fiennes, we own a rider, of course, Juliette Lewis, David Arquette, uh, Chris Penn shows up, uh, as does uh, Wilma Valderrama. Uh, he shows up as well, doesn't he? I think Wil- Wilma Valderrama, sorry, that was really loud. Wilma Valderrama, God, I can't even say it. That guy, his his character's funny though. Like he's mostly just voice like, throughout it because he's like can't it, intervene like, in anything. Can't intervene. He's a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. So, so to what kind of happens in the Darwin Awards is you've got um, Joseph Fiennes plays a uh, criminal profiler for the FBI uh, who is kind of mildly obsessed with the the idea of the Darwin Award, which for anyone who doesn't know, they're a joke award ceremony for people who die in stupid ways. Um, which really is quite insensitive because that's I don't think they're allowed anymore I think they got shut down by people who have morals (laughs) bitches Um, and so but he also has a phobia of blood and ends up getting fired for letting it's not just a phobia it's a fainting response yeah it's a fainting response Um, and so he ends up uh, letting a serial killer go uh, played by Tim Blake Nielsen um when he, he, he sees blood uh, and then ends up essentially coming with an idea that he can create a profile for uh, insurance companies that will profile people who are susceptible to essentially doing stupid, doing shit stupid and things and dying yeah. Um, and yeah that's the film basically it's just him trying to prove his theories um, that you can create a profile of these people um, and falling in love with Winona Ryder on the way I mean, which, you can't really blame him for that. Yeah. Um, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what? It really is. Uh, it's... <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like it's very low-budget. couple of stars in an interesting, quirky comedy. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I, think, I think it's the second or third time I've watched it, to be honest, and I, I've enjoyed it each time I've watched it. I don't know that I've seen this all the way through before. Probably I think not. We've maybe started watching it and I've fallen asleep. I used to do that quite a lot, didn't I? Yeah. Don't do that anymore. No. You do instead. I do sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a very tired man. Like um, a koala. Yeah. But more awesome. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have chlamydia for a start, so. Do we know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would hope not. Just saying. Um, yeah, so that was the Down Awards. Least I can do is drive you home. Ah, what's the most? Well. Do you know Goose Street? Very well. I'm on Goose Place, number eight. Madame? Lights shining on you. It's the closest most people ever get to being on stage. You know, to their dreams. Not me. Not you. I can see you want it. More than anything. Well, this is just a taste of things to come, Sandy. Should we do our next main review? Let's do this shit. I mean, we better do it really, because it's the thing we've got next to do next. Um, so... Last Night in Soho is co-written and directed by Edgar Wright and stars... Who does it star? Uh, it stars uh, Thomas E. McKenzie, Anna Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Terence Stamp, uh, Diana Rigg and a bunch of uh, popular British TV actors. Um, so, yes, let's just find what the IMDb... Um, well, it is because they they do it better than I do. Probably not. An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all it appears to be and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. That was an ominous tone. It was ominous tone, wasn't it? Mm. I, I, I feel a little bit like uh, I should just be the Mortal Kombat announcer uh, for this between you and Ian. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> no, because you're on Ian's side. So. No, I'm not. I am, I am, I am impartial. I'm Switzerland in here, this thing. <laughs> you're not really, because you didn't really like it either. Don't say that, have I? Yeah. Switzerland just, just, just... You're not Switzerland. I'm Switzerland. Uh, um, you wish you were Switzerland. I am Switzerland. Uh, I don't know where to go with this. Uh, Ian, you didn't go on with last night in Soho, did you? Um, I, I thought the first half hour or so, first 45 minutes, kind of everything up until the end of the first night in the past was was good you know um i thought after that it rather fell off a cliff quite quickly um and the third act i thought was just legit awful um anya taylor joy is good but her character is basically I mean, a one note for story purposes because Thomas in McKenzie just sees her as innocent girl who gets murdered, um, and it's like it, it, unreliable narrator stuff going on there. Um, but I thought the love interest lad was 
awful. And that whole thread, that whole thread felt like a studio note of like, you've got, you've got to have her have a love interest and have a guy who's not a scumbag. You have to. You have to. And it just made it stick out more as a not all men thing, which I thought a, a kind of a little bit muddied the point the film was trying to make. Um, I, I, honestly, I thought the, the 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 twist, the way it's revealed, um, both in the Terence Stamp is just shift so fucking shifty and then it it's so shifty and then it turns out that he's just a ex copper who people seem to like even though all he's been is shifty in every single fucking scene he's in um and then oh guess what it's a misdirect actually it was the landlady all along well how does that make sense then because she's supposed to be she's supposed to sense fucking spirits doesn't it on it didn't make any sense? I thought honestly, I thought the twist was fucking laughable. Um, I haven't seen a fistful of, a fistful of fingers, but by a fucking distance, this is Edgar Wright's worst film, and I really fucking hope that he takes any criticism of it on in a constructive way, because given. Slight tangent, nothing really to do with the film, but given the way that he's been retweeting every single fucking crumb of praise that he's been able to get for the film, I'm I'm afraid he's sticking his fingers in his ears to his critics and going la la la. I'm not listening. Bex, you liked it. I'm I'm fucking intrigued. Yeah, I thought the um. <sighs> The, the kind of uh, reflection between Thomas and Mackenzie's character and Anya Taylor-Joy's character is is quite interesting. The uh, when she's following Anya Taylor-Joy's, she she starts off seeing her as this beautiful, perfect, sort of wise, savvy creature, and then quickly realizes that she's she's not she's very naive to this world she's been taken advantage of and um you know she she basically she basically through her visions of the past which is what she says earlier in the film she sees she sees the past she watches her downfall um and obviously misinterprets the scene with you know, the final scene with her and Matt Smith but um you know, she's she's basically this naive girl that's come to London that's kind of having her own troubles and then she thinks she's got this escape and it turns out that it's it's not. I like the fact as well that it's, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying that it's trying to be a Giallo movie. I don't think it is. I don't think that's the trope it's trying to kind of emulate. I think it's no. going for a female hysteria ghost story trope, which is widely done you know, is she just a bit fucking mad or is it actually real? Is it, it, It's a whole thing, but I just think it's done in a really good way in this in this movie. It, I suppose it, it just... No, I, fair enough. I suppose my challenge to that would be, but 
we know emphatically that she's not mad. We don't like, we there don't is... know that, though. That it, it's positioned quite a few times that she's just essentially projecting onto... Um, she, she, she's having visions, but not of anything, that it's kind of just in her head. And that, you know, there's no kind of indication that Sandy was real up until, like, right at the end when the the big reveal happens. Which... That's fucking... Okay, that that's interesting. I did not read it like that at all. So, and I'm not saying I'm right. I just, like, that's that's interesting. I mean, it, it like, it probably would have been more interesting, but probably controversial if it turned out that it was all in her fucking head. Yeah, but, I mean, it, yeah, it, I don't know. It's interesting. It does seem to go. It, it, obviously, it's it, it's a path it's leading you down, and it and it does that a few times. And I know that's frustrated some people in some of the reviews that I've seen, but like it does that on purpose. There's a point to it. You're supposed to think that Terrence Stamp is Jack and not the copper. He's sleazy because he's a sixties copper that works in the vice world. You have to kind of blend in. My only issue with that is it was so obvious that it wasn't going to be him. Obvious that it yeah. wasn't going to be him yeah. because yeah. it was so yeah. obvious that they were making it so obvious that it was him that it obviously wasn't going to be him. See, I thought it was quite obvious that. Mrs. Collins was Sandy. Yeah, you did that. I, I didn't get that until That's r- really good for you. Wow. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't I didn't get it at all up until the bit where I went, oh my God, and had a full fucking Joey moment. See, I did that a few seconds earlier when it was like, he's oh, a nice copper. Yeah, you hit me in the leg. Yeah, I did hit you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was... It was just like there, there was a, there was a line of dialogue in it where it was like it's like he's not Jack he's Alex or something like that it's like right Lindsay. no he's Lindsay like he's what what no hang on what was it because there's there's something that comes up oh no it was like he gets hit by the no, car that, doesn't he and then the, the owner of the pub's like oh poor Lindsay that, that's Lindsay but it, it says earlier on like oh Alex what was it like. Oh, Terence Stamp when... says something about Alex. Uh, uh, it, it, what is it? Um, uh, if you want to know who killed Sandy, you need to speak to that Alex. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 And then, so in my in my head, then I'm just like, wh- why are you saying it in that way? Just like it, it felt really unnatural. And just like, right, okay, so we're we're looking out for an Alex then. And then as soon as you see A. Collins on her letter, I was like, right, okay, fine. Yeah, but did you not get at that point that that she's Alexandra Sandy? Yeah, 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 no, exactly. But I I don't know, it's just like, but the way that Terrence Stamp's like, you need to talk to Alex, and it's like, why would she have any perspective as to who the fuck Alex is? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe he, he knows that she's living there. Yeah, maybe she doesn't know that that all she's got is a surname. Yeah, Mrs. Collins. Yeah, that's what did it for me. Hang on, she's only got a surname and she's only got a first name. They're clearly the same fucking person. Yeah, that right. That, that's, that's fascinating. Good. Yeah, that's, that. that's that, great deduction. I, that is. I was like, wow. I just didn't fucking yeah. <laughs> And when she said she used to work there and then she got the house for buttons. Off I, it, 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 I'm not very good at picking these things up. 
like like working things out. I, I don't try to. I know you weren't trying to do it. You just deductive from, from what is it? Mm. I I don't try and do it in, in, in movies because I think it's nice to just not. Yeah, no. I often like if I do pick up on one, I'm often disappointed that I've picked up on it, so that I don't then get surprised. Yeah, I, I think that I think if, you, <laughs> if, if you try and work something out too much yeah. within a movie, you end up not watching the movie and just try to work it out in your head, and then when you get it wrong, you're like, "Well, my thing was better." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, did, I, I, I really loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really great example of the is she mad or is it ghosts kind of thing that, that St. Maud tries to do and does badly. Oh, this does it so fucking well. That was so funny, that movie. It's shit. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, I did like the bit when she set herself on fire, though. No, I might just rewatch that fire. Just, yeah, fucking hell. Mad bitch. When it becomes a radio video at the end for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I just I just think it's a really interesting way of doing it. Fair enough. I'm I'm kind of in between both of you in this, so I'm Switzerland. Yeah, uh, Switzerland. That's not so what Switzerland is. The Swiss report um, on this. You're so fucking draining, man. Is uh, I I thought that. I have a mixed relationship with Edgar Wright, and I think it's fair to say that both of you prefer like Edgar Wright movies more than me. See, it's it's really odd, like Ian saying this is his worst Edgar Wright movie. I would say this is easily my favourite Edgar Wright movie, easily. But you quite like Edgar Wright movies. Yeah. Yeah, Ian quite likes Edgar Wright yeah. movies, and I am very no about Edgar Wright movies, but I really like Edgar Wright. Um, <laughs> I think he's a fascinating person to listen to and his, his enthusiasm is all there. And like yeah. I said to you after, after we come out of the cinema, I, I think he's a talented, um, a talented guy. I'm just, personally, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I, I can't work out whether or not he's a talented filmmaker or not. Because there's points of this that felt very TV. Like the, the, the Hollyoaks cast that were the other girls at the fashion yeah. academy. Yeah. Like, like, like the most generic mid is mean girls ever. Mm. Um, that, that were just bland. And they're almost supposed to be bland. But they were almost too bland. But given, given too much to do. And had just the, some of the scripting of them and bits around it. Uh, I, some of the scripting of them and some of the scripting of her gran was just awful. See, I, I had a problem with the gran just because I don't like old people. Um, yeah. And, and so those, those, I thought Diana Rigg was great, though, to be fair. Yeah, she was. Um, I, I am now convinced, by the way, that Matt Smith... He's actually a bad actor. You leave Matt alone. He's not very good. I mean, agree to disagree. He's barely in the bloody thing, to be fair. Like he's, I was, I was surprised how little he is in it. Like he's in the background in a lot of scenes, but he's not front and center much. I just don't think he's very good. I do like the fact that he just seems to be leaning into playing sleaze bags, though, because he's worked out that's what his face is probably best for. Yeah, he has got a good face <laughs> for the sleeves back. Um, really like Thomasine McKenzie. Yeah, 
Yeah, she was very. Thought she was fantastic. Thought her her grasp of uh, <laughs> the black country accent from a New Zealander yeah. was really good. <laughs> I really liked what's his name as well. Um, a little friend that wants to be more than friends. I really liked him. I would be <sighs> friends with him. He's lovely. And they had to have somebody in the real world. You know, if they're going to push this issue, just mental narrative, they have to have somebody in the real world that's like an anchor, someone that cares about her and someone that she cares about. But For that narrative I, I just to work, thought, it has to, that has to be there. I just thought he was really wet. Oh, but he's lovely. Like, he's the, yeah, he just right. really cares. Would you rather, when Lottie's mm. older, would you rather be hanging out with a Matt Smith or or nice John from Fashion College? I don't know. Maybe a bit in the middle? <laughs> so you, not forced into post- prostitution necessarily, just, you know, a bit coerced into stuff. Yeah, but, but also not, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drive you to Devon. Because I, I, I like to. Yeah, I'll drive you to, to Devon because I'm really concerned about your mental health and you seem to be having a nervous breakdown. So, yeah, I'll do that for you. So, friend zone the character. Mm. <laughs> but he's not, though, is he? Because she. Until she had that vision. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, they were going to smash. Right. However, there's a. Now. This is the sequence that I don't think is very good. And I think that there was... I, I don't think in this sequence Edgar Wright quite knew where he wanted to take it. Because there, there is a strong hue within the storytelling that, that, that Jocasta has spiked her drink. Hurricane Jocasta. Fuck you. <laughs> There's certain little things, little like, ticks in movies that when I said you go, oh, I, that you might have just lost half a star yeah. because of that. But she's supposed to be a dick and she's the one that refers to herself as that. Yeah, but I, I, it, it still, it, somebody came up with it. Yeah, anyway, carry on. Uh, um, and then there is an element of where the thought is it says, did you, what is it? And she, even she thinks, maybe I was spiked, but I'm still going to lie. Uh, it, it, I, I, I didn't like that sequence. Why? It, she was spiked. Was That's she? why the vision was so much more powerful than it had been previously. That's why she was seeing it while she was awake, whereas previously she'd only seen it when she was asleep. She was spiked. Right, so she was spiked. Yeah. Right, right. That makes a little bit more sense then. I, did you even watch the film, Mark? I did watch the film. I just don't think that the storytelling in it is quite that good. Yeah, it's out of So you've just decided to stop being Switzerland then? No, I'm you're still just Switzerland. Russia now, you've just been a baddie. I'm still Switzerland. Because I liked some of the visuals of it. I thought Thomas E. McKenzie was very fun in it. Uh, I can tell Joy singing downtown was, was fucking brilliant. Something, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know who actually sang that. It's Annie Tell Wow. She needs to record an album and it needs to get in my ears because that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh, I, she's so gorgeous, isn't she? Like she's. Like, I know it's not. A, it's not a point in the movie, and you know. I mean, it, she's supposed to be beautiful, and, and it, but it's not the movie review wise. It's not relevant, but fucking hell, she's a delight to look at. Okay. I mean, she looks a bit like an alien. 
Yeah, that 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 is what that seems to be what people like. Those fucking eyes, though, they're bonkers. It's like they've been digitally enlarged. Makeup's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I said to you when we came out of the cinema. It does seem a little bit like Edgar Wright watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <sighs> Just because it's set in the 60s. And when, and when. Ooh, I wonder if I could do that for South London. Such a reductive from argument. From the 60s. And he couldn't. It's such a reductive argument. It's not even remotely about the same thing. It's just set in the same time period. No, it's not even about the 60s. It's about the, the this looking back to like the glorious heyday of, uh, of a location. Mm. And it just felt a little bit... I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't like it. I don't have a strong enough opinion to care that much. One thing I did think it did quite well, and I mentioned this to you when we came out of the cinema, was... I think it kind of highlighted certain levels of misogyny in in quite a soft way, instead of being a kind of smashing you around the face kind of way. Well, from the uh, Ellie perspective, you are a lot you are a lot less likely to get believed about stuff if you're a girl, and you are very easily dismissed as a hysterical woman. Mm-hmm. Obviously, more easily if you're a girl. Um, but yeah, then, from 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 Sandy's point of view, like she's just, and especially in that time period, she's just passed around like a fucking commodity, and she's gone into this as this wide-eyed sort of ingenue into this world that she thinks is going to be glamorous, and you know she's going to be she's going to be happy and she's going to be able to perform for people and sing and do all this kind of stuff and she's got this talent and then she just none of that matters because she's a pretty girl so she's just there to be fucked and it's just it's it's horrible it's horrible to watch her soul gradually die in the in the scene where it has the procession of men coming up and she keeps giving them different names oh that's a lovely name that's a lovely name that's a lovely name you can see a the like the light in her eyes dying as it goes on. Can I ask one question to both of you now? Go on. Mm. Right? There isn't it isn't a fight question. It's a <laughs> um, it's just a general general question. Um, why is last night in Soho in eighteen? Like take away I... some of the wait, stop. Take away some of the language, and I, I, I think you're not far off a 12A. Can I counter to that? Yes. Because I've seen a lot of people getting awfully upset about the fact that I'm this not is upset about it. I just no, don't get it. I know. You're not. But I've seen a lot of people getting really wound up about the fact this is an 18. What does it fucking matter? So, it matters to the filmmakers because they've made less money on it because if it was a lower rating, then more people would have been able to go and see it. But what does it matter? Have you specifically gone to it? Because it's an 18. No, but... It, or would you have gone to see it anyway? No, but I just don't... Either. It's because of the... It's because of the, the suggested rape in it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so... so it, essentially, the BBFC, I think, every few years do, like, reviews with the public where they kind of just want to, like, check the, like, the barometer on things. And if it, I believe I'm right in saying in the latest one, 
um, kind of scenes of um, kind of like racism and sexism and things like that are being dealt with in a kind of like a stronger way because they're deemed as more uh, uh, well less acceptable by by people as are depictions of sexual violence um and i i think i i don't agree that last night in soho should should have got got an 18 myself but then i've grown up on years of these of of the imagery and in, in themes in the, in this kind of film not getting an 18 i mean i i, th- I think it's interesting one of the things with antlers um, bringing that in for a second is that film is a fifteen, and in no way should that be a fifteen. That film's an eighteen, and it is fucking wild that it got away with the fifteen. Well, last night in Soho, I've seen that said that as well. It it seriously like antlers, like it, it just the the oppressive atmosphere and some of the imagery. If you had one but not t'other, I'd understand fifteen, but you got both. With but with last night in Soho, it is that extended what you think is the murder of Anya Taylor Joy, and just like how potentially upsetting that could be. The the reason why I'm a bit how like on Twitter, why the fuck is it in eighteen? Is because I don't like the film. But I think it would be an interesting cautionary tale of a film for girls who are fifteen to seventeen years old to watch. Can I just clarify a couple of things? Well, clarify mm. one thing. I wasn't referring to you when I said that I'd seen people getting upset. No, 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 no. I know. No, sorry. I don't know. I know. No, you're good. Don't worry. I don't think I'd necessarily want my seventeen-year-old daughter walking. If you can hear me, I've cut off again. Oh, we can, can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear us? No. no. Wait till you get to that. Am I back? You are back. You never went away for us. We can still hear you. Oh, can you hear us? You were back. You're gonna get. If you can hear me, I'm not hearing anything. We can hear you again now. Can you hear us? Am I back? We can hear you. Sorry about that. Can you hear us now? Repeat everything you just said. Oh, we paused. <laughs> um, no, I was just, I was just going to say, I, I don't know that I would necessarily want my seventeen-year-old daughter walking into that film, given the marketing, which a lot of sixteen, seventeen-year-old girls maybe would do because it looks all glamorous and shit, but a bit, a bit scary, and oh, this is going to be fun. And then having to watch Anya Taylor-Joy essentially be forced into sex with a ton of old guys and... Would you not? You see, I... I, I, I 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. Uh, and maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's the marketing. But they're not going to show so, that in the fucking trailer, are they? But yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily. I mean, it's essentially, it's essentially rape, and I don't think I'd necessarily want Isabel seeing that. So that. I think that's a, that's a really interesting perspective, but it, it feels like that's not the perspective that the BBFC had because the warning is contains strong, gory violence. Yeah, it's not. It, it, so I, the thing is, Bex, if they had set, if they had warnings on there that were like contained strong, uh, uh, thema- uh, themes of sexual abuse or something like that, I would have been like, yeah, okay, then I, do you know, and, and judging what from what you're saying, which I agree with, to be clear. I, I I think that makes sense, but the BBFC's perspective seems to be it's the strong gory violence which is giving it the eighteen. Well, that's and I it's don't not gory enough or strong enough to um, warrant it. And, and 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 this is the thing. And then believe me, when you watch Antlers, <laughs> fucking do do a compare and contrast exercise. Wild. Um, but no, I, I and I I think that's totally fair enough. If a fifteen-year-old was walking in and we're like watching like Anya Taylor Joy have the life basically sucked out of her through repeated, essentially forced prostitution, yeah, all right, I get it. I I am touching cloth with it. I'm. Sorry, Bex. Oh, I was just saying if we lost you again. It went quiet. <laughs> um, I'm, I've got to say, I'm definitely shit. However, quite a lot of what you've said here, Bex, has got me thinking, do I take another go at it at some point, bearing these points in mind? I think it might be worth it. And I'm, I'm prepared to have my mind changed. I think sometimes it's just if you if you it happens a lot if you go in expecting like one thing and then it's a different thing but you're not ready mm. for it. it, it, yeah, it, it. And, I, and I said to you when we came out of the cinema maybe it's just a genre trope that that I mean there are them and I'm not I'm not saying that oh you just boys you don't get it but I think some some genre sort of specificities appeal more to guys and girls and girls and guys but, like you when we watched um, fuck what was that film uh, we're about to say the same film um, it, it, yeah it's interesting that, that you'll often find a lot of guys were really freaked out by martyrs yeah but a lot of female horror fans are just not bothered by it mm. and I think that does happen and I think I think because we've discussed that before haven't we yeah we have but I, I, I think the the hysterical female not being believed thing is maybe just something that relates more. Maybe because bitches be crazy. Bitches do be crazy. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's maybe like an internalised kind of hot everyday horror. Can I point something out? Right? Go on. There's one other scene... It is an interesting question, sir. There's one scene in that, in that movie that, that just doesn't ring true. Guys don't talk that much in fucking bathrooms. We don't. We get the fuck out. Which scene? We look forward, we pee, we get the fuck out. Oh, what scene is that? The scene where literally they're talking about where when the copper can be overheard talking about how crazy she is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's a thing or I, I, it just occurred to me because all, all of the 
kind of negative reviews I've heard from it about it have been from boys. And I just wonder if it's maybe just a thing that doesn't connect, doesn't land the same way. Don't know. It should be great. We don't all be crazy. If yeah. I started having visions, you'd better fucking believe me. Probably have visions off. Well, the past. You oh. said having visions about some fucking crazy beach that got fucking burned here. Yeah. Would you believe me? Burner at the stake, mate. She's obviously a witch. <laughs> we have to, you know, try and drown you to see if that's true. It's all right. It's how it works. That, that is how it works, yeah. Tell you what, if someone has been murdered in here, it's been by that fucking woman two doors down. Oh, yes. <laughs> Techno. Techno. Techno lady. Our, our neighbour two doors down <laughs> um, seems to have Wednesdays off work, doesn't she? She does. And she seems to... Sit in the garden from about mid afternoon. From about mid afternoon, just drink, listen to strong techno, and shout. No, but she just doesn't. Mad conspiracies. Yeah, she like monologues about stuff. Yeah, really. Yeah, For, and like like uh, until like eleven at night. Ten, eleven at night. Yeah, it's great. Luckily. The house is quite well. You can't hear her unless you like open a window and you go outside. But you'll just hear her shouting about how the media is the virus. Well, I, I went into the into the bathroom <laughs> right, while you were watching the football to do um, to do my makeup, and you'd had a shower, so it was it was like quite warm in there. So I opened the window and it's like, women are strong. We are strong and powerful, and we don't need no men. Women lions, they grab the male lions by the throat and it's to protect them and we need to look after our children. And I closed the window again. Yeah. When I opened the window, it was about how doctors and nurses need to be listened to more. I don't know if she is like an anti-vaxxer or if she is not or what it is just mentalness since she was out of her and then strong techno isn't she the mother that's got the media is the virus virus uh, sign in a window yeah that's gone now I think has it yeah maybe she's had the coronavirus maybe she hasn't yeah (laughs) so yeah so that's that's interesting oh we had a procession of them go by work the other day we put a leaflet through our door and we were sat downstairs watching on the cameras like what the fuck are you doing and we could hear them went upstairs got the leaflet to see what they were on with and it was said the media is the virus and I went and put it on a fire Good. Yeah. Yeah. So our audience poll, uh, definite shit 45%, touching cloth 55%. Um, so, and then, yeah, do, well, do the math, the rest of them add up. Um, what? 45, 55. Yeah, I got yeah. that. Yeah. So Switzerland wins. Um, questions? I really loved it. I will watch that again soon. Uh, Rick Kidd, that Richard Kidd. Um, I don't know what you hit me for. Stop the cat from scratching at that. Stop scratching that. Um, with petitions raised against the likes of Halloween Kills because of their content, uh, are the days of more extreme cinema, e.g. A, e. a Serbian film or human centipede numbered? Um, I think... The thing is, human centipede got a cinema release, didn't it? But Serbsky didn't, so... Non-cut, it didn't. No, 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 no. So I think it's always been. The thing is, the ha- Halloween is it's a mainstream audience movie, so it's gonna be in front of more people. So more of those people are gonna be delicate little fucking flowers. 
I just think people um, have more access to making petitions now than they used to. Well, yeah, yeah. But I think you know, if you, if you go if you go and find the uncut version of a Serbian film, you're not going to be offended by it because you already know what the fucking film is, and that's what you that's what you're in it for. So I think it will still get made. I just don't necessarily think it'll be widely available. I just don't think you should be able to make as many petitions online as you can do at the moment. Well, no, no. Yeah, I'm not not digging that. Yeah. Petitions for everything, isn't there? there is. What was the thing with Halloween? It was the fireman, wasn't it? The fireman, yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting because I think we're at a point where you know cinemas are not necessarily going to show the more extreme kind of horrors anyway i mean again i keep on bringing up antlers but antlers is only a 15 but is still barely seems to be playing um and it, it it feels like a lot of horror is being relegated to vod and streaming i mean again don't like the film particularly but last night in soho's pretty i know people have been trying to paint it better but pretty disastrous opening in the uk opens at eight with seven hundred thousand pounds um on a you know where it's quite frankly been all over the fucking place like the the, the, the Cineworld in Cardiff, when I went to see Antlers last night, it was showing the trailer for last night in Soho, like, outside the cinema. You know, um, there's been stuff all over the place for it, and, um, yeah, it opens with £700,000. That, like, that result is pretty much a fucking disaster. Um, and that's just going to drive studios to go, or oh, maybe we should keep the, the horror small screen. I mean, Halloween Kills hasn't done particularly well over here. It's a predominantly US franchise, but it, it it's not done amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I it the 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 the, the I, I think it it chapter one and chapter two were almost like anomalies for how big screen horror can do really really well i mean james wan had obviously found a niche but then you look at malignant just coming out and dying on its ass as well um yeah yeah i mean i i I think it, it big screen horror is probably generally done i mean even censor you know that that came out on a wave of hype and I think opened outside of the top ten and made like a hundred, hundred and fifty grand in its opening weekend. Um, it's not, an, it, you know, it, it's for for all the quality horror that there is, it's not in a good place in terms of box office in the UK at the moment. That's that's fair to say, and 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 that's just going to lead to less chances being taken. I, I don't. I, I think it's been one of those things where I, I don't think that the particularly gnarly fucking horror has ever been that much of a a, a, a big screen thing. To be honest, um, mm. I think that, that's you know even going back to um, the, you know the the eighties, these were a lot of like the the more fucking stuff was was part of the the VHS um, mm. movement. Um, and then even going back, even sort of flashing that forward, you know, a lot of like 
there's a lot of straight to DVD quite nasty stuff. You know, things like, for instance, um, a, a fairly actually um, polished one, but wrong term wasn't really a cinema release that found its its niche on on, on DVD and bits like that. Uh, so I think it, it'll still get made. It just probably won't, you know. It, it, it'll probably be it'll probably be more P, premium VOD stuff that'll that'll happen. Uh, like things like um, was it Possessor and bits like that uh, came out on. You know they they they're more low risk uh, mid budget things. I've just seen the budget for fucking last night so and it's blown my mind a little bit. Sorry. Uh, How much was it? Forty three million. What forty three million dollars? Yes. Fucking hell. Um, Andrew Jones asks, this is a great question, this. You're transported back to a place and a time to uncover a murder in the past, making it a mystery in the future. Where and when are you? Hang on. Uncovering a murder in the past that makes it a mystery in the future? Making it a mystery in the future, yeah. What? What? I, I sorry. I I kind of need an example here to try and work it out. So, like last night in Soho, like like where it's it's a murder mystery in the past, but it's yeah. So and it, it, it it's been unsolved. It's it's still it, it, it's a mystery in the time now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'd murder Elvis and uh, make it I look like he died murder. on the toilet. <laughs> You just went to murder Elvis now. Yeah, so, oh, okay. So that dark place. I think you're meant to be like solving the murder, solving not committing it. it. <laughs> oh right. No, but hang on, I don't get it though. Because if you're solving the murder in the past, how is it a mystery in the future? Because the reason you you're in the it. past is that because it's a mystery. In the because future. you've been transported back to the past. Oh, it's a mystery in the future, so you're transported back to the past to solve it. Yes. Right, okay. Um, God, I'll find out who really shot JFK. I don't know, I want to find out what happened to Natalie Wood. Oh, that's a fucking... Oh. You see, you both went for real ones. I just come up with a fucking... I just come up with a kick-ass idea that has nothing <laughs> to do with anything in fucking real life. Go on. I want to go, right, back to World War One, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a murder happened during a battle in World War One. Who's going to know that's a fucking murder? Wow. Because it's in a battle. It's like, this guy just fucking died because he got shot from there. And I'm like, well, no, where is it? Maybe not. This residue on his lips looks like poison to me. Yeah. And then she's like, they're going, what? What are you wearing? It's like, it's a hoodie. <laughs> I don't know if that works, though, babe, because it wouldn't be a mystery in the future, would it? Because everyone would like, he got shot. Yeah, but that makes it the mystery. But no one would be questioning it. Well, I am. Why? What's made you question it? What? What's made you question it? Something felt just wrong about Did it. Did you exhume his body to like check for something else? I don't know. I just went back and went, oh, I like, look at this. <laughs> You're funny. Something right here. Well, he killed Elvis I mean, he and did. then solved JFK's murder. Yeah. <laughs> and then you what, just want to know what happened to Natalie Woods for a fucking boat. She didn't know, did she? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working out what happened to this guy in World War One. Fair. 
Fair dues. Yep. Fair enough. Still a black lab. Or Marilyn Monroe. What? I'd, I'd like to know what happened to Marilyn Monroe. I don't think either of you got the question. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I did. <laughs> Dylan Black Lantern. Um, after recently seeing Paul Schrader's affliction and being flawed by the end voiceover, are there any examples of notable voiceovers or on-screen text that have stuck with you? I mean, does Rory Batty in Blade Runner count? No, that's not, not voiceover, is it? Um, I, you know, I mean, I think uh, Killian Murphy at the end of Sunshine sticks with me, but Ooh, you know, that's a maybe a little bit obvious shout. coming from me. No, that's a good shout, though. Well, thank you. I I always liked the voiceovers in uh, Casino, uh, and I, I, think you, I can also throw up, I think you throw up Goodfellas a bit, but I think it's more... I don't know. I, I, I prefer the idea of it in Casino, because... Again, it's similar to the Goodfellas. You, you're getting the, the voiceovers are not just one guy. You've not got one character narrating it for you. It's multiple characters are telling you their their opinions on what's going on. And then, of course, the big mouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the big mouse. Just a narrator that basically just goes at the end, like throughout it. Just I, I, I don't know. Oh, I don't have an answer for this one. I'm sure there is one, but I'm so full of Beecham's powders that I think I'm spent. So I'd say what we're covering next week, guys, uh, 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 Ian, uh, uh, but we kind of, we did that at the beginning of the show, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got, we've got Eternals. Yeah. Um, card counter? Card counter. Um, I'm gonna watch a Rooksucker Doji. A Rooksucker Doji. Sorry. Uh, do we need to do another one, another poll? Actually, no. Let's get a Rooksucker oh, Doji done next week, and then we'll do another poll next week. Y- yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going for that. Um, I'm gonna watch Finch because I think it looks quite good. Fish. Finch. What's Finch? The oh, the Tom Hanks one. Tom Hanks Apple TV one. <laughs> have fun with that. I'm going to have fun with that, actually. I think I genuinely think I am going to have fun with that. I think I'm going to try and get to... Is it How Do They Fall? Oh, How Do They Fall came out, didn't they? Ian's seen it, but yeah. We might watch that. Well, fuck you, Ian. Wait, I don't. You just watched it earlier. Cheers. Gosh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who knows about the soft JFK, Well done, Ian. Thanks. Uh, uh, right, yeah, that was episode four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, Ian. Oh, cheers. Uh, thank you very much, Rebecca. Thanks, Ma. Thank you very much, listeners. I am Switzerland. You are Switzerland. You took a sign. Smoke them if you got them. Bye. Four twenty. <laughs>
is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.